Hey friends, and welcome to episode 193 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And have you ever had a routine that seemed to be working until it totally fell apart and you just couldn't figure out how to get it back on track? Maybe your morning routine was awesome and now you can't manage to get out the door on time. Or you went to sleep with your makeup on yet again because you can't get back into a good groove with your nighttime routine. Now, imagine screwing up a routine in front of your whole town. So when I was in high school, I was a member of the Toy Tiger dance line. Why we were called the Toy Tigers, I have no idea. I can only assume that it was a play on toy poodles or toy chihuahuas or something like that. Anyway, the Toy Tigers were known for their football game halftime kick line routines. The captain would blow her whistle and we'd march across the field arm in arm, decked out in red and white sequins, bold red lipstick, and high ponytails. The small town I grew up in is very Friday Night Lights. Football game Fridays are everything and the whole town basically shows up in support of the team. I'll never forget, there was this one halftime routine my junior year that included a ton of high kick sequences, complicated high kick sequences, more than any other performance we'd ever done as a team. And it was set to Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. When the music started, everything seemed fine. We were kicking in sync, on beat. And then, about halfway through, it all fell apart. Out of nowhere, it was as if every single dancer forgot the choreography. The field was a mess of random kicking sequined chaos. One of the members on the dance team, Lauren, I'll never forget, she was down on the end and she just stood there with her hands on her hips and watched the madness as it unfolded. Some of the girls were laughing, some were crying, it was wild. Basically, we couldn't believe that our worst nightmare was coming true in front of the entire town and visiting team's fans. Eventually, we all kind of got back in step, found the rhythm, and finished out the dance. When you lose your rhythm with a routine, it can be really easy to just give up and start winging it or walk off the field altogether. But there's a secret to making your routines work for the long haul, and it's flexibility. Not something we often think of when it comes to routines. Routines can get a bad rap for being rigid and overly specific, and that's exactly why in this episode, we're talking about why we need to build flexibility into our routines. You'll hear about the difference between rigid routines and flexible routines, I'll share how to build flexibility into your routines with success, and you'll walk away with three different ways to incorporate flexibility into how you manage your time. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time right now, and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're folding laundry or doing the dishes, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes on all of this flexible routine goodness. So don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. And today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 193. All right, 
it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. All right, when it comes to routines, a lot of y'all have a love-hate relationship with them. You know that having good routines is a solid foundation on which we build our days. A great morning routine kicks off a great day. An intentional evening routine helps you have a great night's sleep, which then makes tomorrow's morning routine even better. It's the opposite of a vicious cycle. It's an awesome cycle that sets you up for success to be your best self and live your best life. Plus, with all of the decisions we make during the day, when even a small part of our day is routinized with a simple system or a workflow, it reduces the number of decisions we have to make each day. Every time we make a decision, we use up a little bit of our limited decision-making fuel. Little decisions, little bit of fuel. And big decisions are just a little more draining. And the thing about those little decisions is that even though they might feel insignificant in the moment, they all add up. So that by the end of the day, we're basically running on empty. And routines can help with that. But the hate part of the love-hate relationship with routines is usually the result of a big misconception about routines. And that's that they have to be rigid in order to work. A lot of time when we think about routines, we imagine a set itinerary or a schedule you have to follow perfectly for it to work. And if you're more of a rebel, the very idea of following a routine makes you feel itchy and antsy, like you're being boxed in or controlled, even if it's you creating the routine. But the secret to good routines, routines that last for the long haul, isn't rigidity at all. Instead, it's all about flexibility. So what exactly does flexibility mean when it comes to our routines? Interestingly enough, being flexible with your routines actually starts in your head with your mindset. Raise your hand if you're a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist. About 10 years ago, I decided that I was going to revamp my life and I decided that I would start by creating the most amazing morning routine ever. I wrote it down on paper, step by step, and let me tell you, it was beautiful on paper. It included going for a brisk morning jog, doing some Bible study, cooking myself breakfast, and more. I appropriately named it My Perfect Morning. Y'all, I was so convinced that I had unlocked the secret to life with My Perfect Morning that I had started to daydream about writing a book about it and making it a whole movement. This is it. I'd figured it all out. Okay, now guess how many times my perfect morning was actually perfect? Zero. It never happened. Not only was I overly ambitious and unrealistic about what I could accomplish in a single morning, but if one part of the routine went wrong, which it did every day, I abandoned the whole thing. 
it was very much an all or nothing kind of mindset. So instead of getting some of the benefits of the routine I'd created, I got basically zero. And then I felt ashamed for yet again being a failure. And if you read Time Management Essentials, this whole My Perfect Morning experiment happened during the same season that I got written up for being late 17 times in a six-month period. It wasn't until years later that I learned that a big reason why My Perfect Morning kept crashing and burning was my emphasis on it being perfect. If I'd approached my morning routine with an all or something mindset instead of all or nothing, I bet my mornings would have actually been pretty good. So before we get into the different ways that you can build flexibility into your routines, I encourage you to examine your mindset around them first. Are you bringing an all or nothing approach to your routines? Are you aiming for perfection instead of pretty darn good? Be honest with yourself here, because if you do find that your perfectionist tendencies are getting in the way of good routines, definitely keep listening and pay special attention when I share the small tweaks you can make to create flexible routines that last. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So now that we've covered the mindset piece and we've decided to bring all or something to our routines, let's talk specifically about what flexibility means with regard to routines. First, here's what being flexible doesn't mean. It doesn't mean winging it. And it doesn't mean being a pushover either. Being flexible isn't the absence of structure. 
Instead, it's finding the right balance of structure for your life and routines in the season you're in. When we think about flexibility and routines, flexibility means being adaptable and open to change rather than rigidly or forcefully sticking to your plans. You might have a routine that worked well in a different season of life, maybe before you had kids or when you were working in a different role or for a different company. Now in a different season with different circumstances, you're struggling to stick to that old routine that once worked for you. And it feels off, like trying to shove a square peg into a round hole or cramming your feet into shoes that are too small, like a wicked stepsister Cinderella glass slipper kind of thing. Being flexible with your routines also means being willing to adjust your schedule or the order of your routine when needed. I experience this a lot in the morning with my toddlers. Camilla and Elizabeth are two and four right now. And even though I would prefer that they first get dressed and then get their hair fixed before breakfast, sometimes I've just got to be flexible to avoid total toddler meltdowns and we eat breakfast first. This is a small example, but if you can rearrange your routine without losing your mind, then you're heading in the right direction. The important question to ask here is, what's the goal of this routine? Is the goal to do it perfect every time? Is the goal to do it in the perfect order every time? Or is the goal of this routine to facilitate a great start to the day? When you focus on the actual goal of the routine, in this case, that it's a morning routine that sets us up for success, it doesn't really matter what order they eat breakfast or get a bow in their hair, as long as both happen at some point. Mastering the art of flexibility in your routines also looks like purposefully scheduling in some buffer time, especially during your more time-crunched routines. We've used our morning routine as an example a few times here, but this tip is just as applicable to your evening routine. If you know that you often get sidetracked while shutting down the house and getting ready for bed, and then you inevitably end up going to bed much later than you'd planned, which then impacts how you feel the next day, planning to start a little earlier in the evening gives you some wiggle room if you're prone to getting distracted. Same thing in the mornings. If you know that you're usually racing out the door, is there anything that you could move to another time of day or batch all at once during the week to give yourself some more wiggle room to adapt if needed? You've probably heard me give this example before, but it bears repeating. I'm not a morning person, and sometimes our morning routine can feel pretty tight. That's why I pull five outfits for each of my girls on Sunday so it's one less thing to do in the morning before school. This gives us a little more buffer time some wiggle room if someone is having trouble getting out of bed or if Camilla accidentally puts her shorts on backwards and it takes me a few minutes to convince her that's why her shorts fit funny and she needs to try again. And one thing that I know for sure is that my girls aren't going to let me pick out their clothes forever. And when that day comes, we'll need to adjust our routines. Knowing that a routine just won't stay the same forever really helps me let go of my high hopes for perfectionism. Our lives are always changing and evolving, and our routines should too. When your routines change, it doesn't mean that you're a failure or that you didn't set your routine up right the first time. It just means that life has changed. 
And that's awesome. Life would be pretty boring if it always stayed the same. Now that we're all on the same page about approaching our routines with some flexibility, here are three tips you can try to bring some flexibility to your routines. First, build in buffer time. Give yourself more time than you think you need. If you're consistently cutting it close to complete your routines, see what you can remove in order to free up some wiggle room for yourself. Experiment with cutting some steps out completely or try moving parts of your routine to other times of the day or the week. Two, anticipate changes. We all know that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Next time a change is coming, whether it's the kids going back to school, you're starting a new job, a new construction project on the way to work is going to impact your commute, think about what you'll need to change about your routines before the change is needed. This advanced planning, advanced thinking will make that transition so much smoother. And finally, number three, have a plan B routine or a bare minimum routine or a plan bare minimum routine, whatever you want to call it. One thing that's been especially common with my time management coaching clients who are working moms with small kids is that sleep can be pretty inconsistent. Sleep regressions, potty training, bad dreams. Some mornings you wake up feeling rested and some mornings you wake up exhausted because you were up from midnight to 3 a.m. with a toddler who didn't want to settle down. Those two sleep scenarios don't have a one-size-fits-all morning routine. And this is where knowing your bare minimum is key. When you have a rough night, instead of feeling pressured to do your typical full-out morning routine, just do the bare minimum instead. What do you absolutely have to do in order to get out of the door? Do those things and be okay with it. Know that the season of sleepless nights is just a season. It will pass. And for now, the best you can do is be gentle with yourself and flexible with your routines. So there you have it. Being flexible with your routines isn't just good for your time management, it's good for your sanity. When your routines are adaptable and you're ready to be flexible, you're able to be more present and enjoy the moment rather than just rushing on to the next thing. Routines don't have to be rigid, and flexibility doesn't have to look like just winging it. You can find the balance that works for you. Build in buffer time, anticipate changes before they happen so you can be ready to adapt, and identify your bare minimum, and you'll be on your way to mastering the art of flexibility with your routines as the rhythms of your life change. I'd love to know how you are incorporating flexibility into your routines so join us inside the It's About Time Academy and let us know. You can head straight to AnnaDCornett.com forward slash academy and you'll find the link to join us in the show notes. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at AboutTimePodcast.com forward slash 193. And before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 194. In episode 194, we're talking about dreams and discouragement. Let's be honest, it's easy to dream big when everything in your life is going well. But what about when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year? 
Well, that's why Polly Payne, owner of Horatio Printing, and I are chatting all about how to dream big after a year, a season of disappointment, and why dreaming about the future is definitely a valuable use of your time. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.